In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 2016, this is album 79, Blonde by Frank Ocean. You know, 79. <laughs> we've been blonde getting a lot on of, Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan. We've been getting no. We've been getting a, we've been getting a lot of texts recently saying, Oh, Rob, you're so dirty, you're so dirty. Uh no, we haven't. Nobody cares. Still they think it's funny. They actually think it's a highlight of the show. Uh, and with that in mind, and actually, you know, why would I talk about that? Doesn't I don't know. But let's turn on the radio and see what random song is on that does not relate to the conversation I just tried to start. Uh, mostly with myself, as it turned out. All right, here we go. K Rob K R O B. Listen, sometimes I get dirty, but it's not my fault. The guys encourage me to do it. Now it's time for another show I don't worry how it's gonna go If it's not really going right I'll just make a dirty joke tonight Now we're yeah. recording yes. Feels like I'm flying So I go to my default To talk about my hairy balls Now the guys are coming <laughs> guys So right I guess I'll double yeah. down I'll say my balls are a darkish brown Addicted to getting laughs even if I show no class, I would love to have a show. I could play my kids on the radio, but I can't avert when I talk like a pervert. So I give in, go the Ooh. other way. I'll be twice as dirty today. One thing you Ooh. don't know, the guys tell me after every show, the dirty bit from earlier. They said next time, make it dirtier. Yeah. Yeah. I knew all, all the way, guys. All the way. I love it. There are times when when Rob does get a little dirty when I send the feedback on the, the draft or the rough cut of the podcast where I have to use the word filthy, and that means he's got to bleep something out. If filthy gets used, he's got to bleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you made it. Yeah. I feel bad, though, because the beep I, noise I have is so loud that when I put it in there, I'm afraid it's like it's such a loud beep. I'm afraid it's jarring to people, but then I'm like, man, eh. if people really care, they'll write in, but doesn't seem like anybody cares about much in general, actually. Uh, let's get into the show. This is Beck Did It Better. We are going through the top 500 albums of all time, and we are talking about each one and nothing else, nothing about a personal life, nothing cool. So if you're here because of the Neil Young business on Spotify, which has increased our downloads like threefold on the Harvest episode, which if I will remind you is the one where we did our Mount Rush less. Uh, it was the episode that was a number one going off the rails episode. So if you are listening to that and you're still listening, congratulations. Uh, you have a very low IQ. I, we appreciate your patronage. Uh, I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Rob. Doing pretty good. I'm, uh, you know, I keep hoping that, but I can't find Frank Ocean. So I don't know. Isn't that the lyric? I, I have no idea. I could, I, I, I don't know. I don't, have, I've, I was too busy writing a parody song. I could only listen to one or two songs. Tell you that was it, great, Rob. Matt. That was, I liked it. Well, it's not like the it, lyric. Matt. Honestly, for about, Four years, I thought that was a song by something, but it's something like Cake by the Ocean. I oh, thought they were saying, yeah. I can't find Frank Ocean. <laughs> so I can't be the only person the out there. But... <laughs> like, wow, those, that band loves hope. Frank Ocean. So, 
Yeah. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Good, Rob. I know you were heartbroken last week, but you'll probably feel better by the weekend. Just remember, it's going to get you going crazy. Screaming its name, the feeling of getting deep down in that Elmer Fudd flashlight. It'll be good. Shh. Rob's hunting wabbits. Oh. Uh, wabbits are more what my wife has Uh, and I've got Aaron who is wondering about this whole Spotify deal because he's been looking on there for Joe Francis for a long time and he thought he didn't realize it was Joe Rogan that was a problem he was looking for girls got wild Uh, not something we were talking about for about five minutes before the show started Aaron in California Aaron how are you doing hey RIP Pimp C Rob I'll be your boyfriend in your wet dreams tonight let's talk about Frank Ocean Frank Ocean, we got some lyrics here. I would. I saw somebody on Twitter say getting hit on uh, by a guy when you're not gay is like getting currency to another country. It's like, <laughs> hey, this is pretty useless to me right now. But if I were to like cross that border, man, Just this would be great. Yeah, this would be this would feel great if I was in a different country. This is great. I love it. It depends on the exchange rate at the time. You got you got to worry about the arbitrage. Oh, every time I where was I? I was out with Jenny and somebody and. I was out with Jenny and some friends of ours and a guy at a table stopped Jenny as she was walking away and goes, who's that hunk of meat that's sitting with you? Yes. She's like, oh, that's my husband. And I was like, Jenny, yes. what a cock block. Why are you doing that to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me have some fun. Right, at least the guy. Right. I mean, like, yeah, you could at least like Jenny has Jenny has never called me a hunk of meat. She's called me a hunk of other stuff, but never a hunk of meat. Ever. <laughs> it felt so good. Yeah. So like, and you know, guys are picky, right? Guys aren't just going to say that like. Thinking back, actually, never mind. Guys will say anything. <laughs> All right, let's get into our voice. I can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. God, our <laughs> listeners are dumb shits. They're just the, the dumbest, dumbest of the dumb. dumb. What if I told you I cannot recall at all what this voicemail is about? Would that surprise you? Shock. Nope. Not at all. Not in the least. Couple of quick. Thoughts. Oh, I remember now. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, just to Whoa, let you guys know, this week's voicemail, wow. I did get a new special guest reader, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart of Star Trek fame. Uh, to read the voicemail. So let's see if this is the one, because the, the Casey Kasem one is getting old, but it's the best sounding one. So foot shot for error. Oh, couple quick thoughts. Packers just lost to Jimmy G in the playoffs. Go Pack. <laughs> Listening to Kanye nice. episode now. My <laughs> jaw wide shut to readjust. My jaw had a massive underbite. It's terrible. Lived off of protein shakes for six months. After a bit, I would cry when I would see people eat food. It's the worst. Just kidding, Radiohead is worse. Keep up the good work, Rob, another host. So first of all, I do want to just point out. That's intense. That feels oof. He sent a picture of his foot along with that text and said, here's a foot shot for Aaron. So I do have to forward that to Aaron. Uh, And then he did tell a story. And at the end, he put hosts in uh, quotation marks. He said, congratulations to Rob and the other hosts. So I wanted Come to make on, that very that's, clear. <laughs> that's Bush League. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's true. Guy. But this guy was talking about, he actually got his jaw wired shut for six months and couldn't oh. eat anything and would cry when he saw other people eat. Aaron, is, <laughs> where does that rank on your worst nightmares is not being able to eat real food? Oh, that's number one. That's the worst nightmare. That's, no, that's actually, yeah. We, we've talked about fears on here before and I didn't think of that one. That's it. Like, yeah, no eating. I wouldn't, I would not, I, I wouldn't watch other people eat. I would sit alone for however long it took until I was healed. That's a terrible nightmare. That's awful. I'd just be like, you know what? My underbite, fucking let's go. Like Keep I have it. an underbite. Right. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to underbite know? some pizza. Fuck you. Like I'm not going to yeah. get my jaw wired shut. Fix this what thing. That, what does it even like look like when you have a big underbite? It's like you're 
It's kind of like a droopy dog, like a, a bulldog type look. I just have a bulldog look. for our listeners. Yeah, not really a joke. More of a thought. More of a New Yorker cartoon where you slightly turn your lips up and go. Just mm, ask a question here. Yeah, I would just be pissed that I wouldn't be able to use Siri, right, Rob? I wouldn't be <laughs> oh. able to use Siri. What an outrage! Yeah. Siri, Latina milf compilation. It's like I just can't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> can't ask Alexa, by the way. It's all visual. You have to ask Siri. For uh, so, the, have you guys ever had like a? So, Aaron, how did you how did you end up with your broken? Have you guys ever broken a bone? Beside Aaron, we know he does. All uh, the time. We don't like talking about. That. I feel like we're jinxing ourselves by having my damn arm still hurts, like man. I'm so pissed. I've not. I will not get back on my mountain bike. I'm still mad at my mountain bike. I should be mad at myself. But my arm still hurts. It's a very minor injury, but the, the thing hurts so bad every day. I'm so frustrated about it. You got to get some PT. That's that's. I I love going to PT. I've got a PT. Well, you guys know my PT guy. He's, <laughs> he's a, once again. He's read like, all that yellow stuff on his stomach. Yeah, I did. Right? I went back in the <laughs> other day and he was like, "Wrong color." That's what's he was like, on. "You have another intestinal blockage." This is the second time I've seen that. I was like, "Bro, I do not need to be judged." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, no, duh, I got intestinal blockage. Let me tell you a story about that. It was like a baseball bat coming out of there sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. I am here because my leg hurts. It does not have to do with my intestine. Please stop. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> but when he hooks you up and, like, puts the cups on your back and makes it into the big hickey and, like, uh, sticks you with needles, it's just so relaxing. Like, you're sitting there, no kids yeah, telling you what marvelous. to do. No wife asking you what the password is to PayPal for the thousandth time, even though you've set up a password manager and you've offered to share the password manager with her. And it's actually not a big deal. She asks over and over what a password is. I swear if I'm gone, my wife is not going to be able to use anything password related in her whole life. She's just going to keep getting like codes sent to my phone over and over. Hey, did you get the PayPal code? What is it? I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? It, I didn't even know people still speaker? use PayPal. Isn't PayPal out? Isn't that old news, Rob? Well, I yes, it, that's why my old wife is using it. It is old news and old people are using it, including my old wife. Going to an old person pathology conference that still is accepting PayPal. Yeah, it's wild to me. I I don't know. I just don't I I don't get how if I had one advice for me growing up when I was younger, and I'm serious about this, if I could say one thing to my past self, okay, first of all, I would try to kiss myself. But second of all, if I had some advice to give, I would say, do not share anything with your spouse. Do not share mm. your Apple iTunes account. One of the worst mistakes I've ever made in my life is sharing my Apple iTunes account with her. It's terrible. When I look at my steps, right? And it tells me my calories, it's going off my wife's weight because we can't split it up. <laughs> it seems like there's got to be a way. I bet she resets the iTunes password. I bet once every month, just a brand new password. She can't remember what it is. So she resets it. And then I'm like, well, what? What's the password? She's like, I don't remember. I'm like, well, that, what like, good is the password? <laughs> so, so you guys are all married, so you share family passwords or whatever. But what if you were in the right. dating world? How long do you have to be dating someone before you would be willing to share one of, your, one of yeah. your streaming accounts you with someone know, you're dating? You know, and we all know as four red-blooded males, there is always one time when it comes up when you're going to share that password. <laughs> yeah. You're waiting on one... One thing. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll share this with you. Yep. You know, that's the old, about the only time. And then you're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got I mean, I was I was thinking of saving this for my rolling home, but I do have a story about that. I I set up. Uh, so I use I use Spotify on the lady that you talk to on your speaker that I'm not going to say her name because she's sitting next to me and right. she'll 
make a noise like this happen. Alexa, and, more dick pills. Right. <laughs> 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 but so we so so she set up and two years ago, I'm so my spot I'm so spoiler alert, I'm off Spotify now for reasons that people could probably imagine. But I've been a hardcore Spotify user for a while. Hardcore Spotify. Hmm. No, I'm interested. Spotify Wrapped was always really important to me. 2020 was a stressful year. And so someone would always say, lady, play Ledward Ka'apana. And Ledward Ka'apana is a Hawaiian slacky guitar player. So 2020, my Spotify rap, the whole thing was Ledward Ka'apana, which was fine. That was fine. Uh-huh. But in 2021, <laughs> <laughs> this was the story you were saving for your rolling going? In, tw- in 2021, I'm going to get to this. 2021, my Spotify wrapped the whole top five was Taylor Swift songs from the Folklore album because because someone was just playing Folklore in my house on our family Spotify. To be fair, so to be fair, yes, it was a pretty good album. It's a good album. It was a pretty good. It album. is a good yeah. album. No, no question. I can't argue. But it was like every come on, I want to lay or whatever that rapper songs. was. You know, I don't know. That may it's a little <laughs> out. <laughs> Marriage is such a young person's game of like, oh yes, I do want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And at some age, you're like, I wish we could just live apart. And like, just see each other every <laughs> once in a while. Using my Alexa, screwing up my spot. You're telling me you're not upset about your Spotify rap getting screwed up? I know you are. I know you are. I'm as upset as I just was expressing. Yeah. And then it's a yeah, funny and you story. want to live and in a separate abode is what you said. From... And I edited it out. No, I do not want to do that. You. I edited that part out where you went on a long rant, actually, about how bad your marriage is going. And mine's going fine. So let's not. So Aaron, you got rid of Spotify. What, oh. what are you using now? What's your new system? Yeah. I ended up with Apple Music, which isn't necessarily much better. Like, welcome our corporate overlords. But I wanted to do Title. I actually really prefer Title, especially for this podcast, because Title has all of the album credits in app. But when you got enough Apple shit, it just makes sense. Like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just keep giving Apple money and hopefully they don't, you know, steal my data. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, good luck with that. I hope they don't. I'm sure that's not going to happen. All right, let's get into rolling going. <laughs> Aaron, I hope you have a sizzling hot another rolling going right off of that one. I do. It's it's a sizzler. I got it. I got you. Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Good. <laughs> Get it, Aaron? I was going to call him Russ because he said he didn't have one. I thought it would be the funniest shit to do, but I, I, I don't want to make Russ mad. Impressive. Uh, good. I got a couple quick things and then one really big dilemma. Okay. I'm just Is that what you call with. it? I think I think this is going to come out somewhere around the Super Bowl. I am super stoked for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, and I think Ooh. I think the rest of our I think maybe I don't know Russell. Are you excited for it? Absolutely. This is yeah. This is I think this is what they should do recently, every right? single time. They should have like more than one. They should have some upper a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord, a charcuterie board of. Oh. Of acts, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Who are all the acts again? Can we? Yeah, let's do it. And can we get the James Brown horns, Bob? This time I'm going to play him backwards. Oh, nice. We've yeah. got Snoop Dogg. Ooh. We've got Dr. Dre. Oh, no. This doesn't sound oh. good at all. It sounds we terrible. got Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick. <laughs> we got Mary J. Blige. Oh, it's L. A. So we're doing Compton. I get it. And we've again. got uh, who's not from L. A. But Eminem. <laughs> Man, that James Brown is really, really smart. He's going in the right direction, didn't he? If that would have gone the other way, he would have never made the list. That was yeah. James Brown, funeral director. He did the other one when he was like saying, he's like, you know what? Everybody, walking into that grave. I don't feel good today. I feel bad. And it'd be like, James Brown is like, 
I'm actually having quite a bad day. I went out today and my car was broken down. And somebody took one of my tires. <laughs> and then I went in and I couldn't find my best cape. And I couldn't find my second best cape. <laughs> and then I was told that actually I haven't been paying my band members for quite some time until they all quit. <laughs> and then I got caught doing angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dang. This is a chicken place. I've got a gun. That's my James Brown impression. All right. So Matt, don't you think part of the, the Super Bowl act for it to appeal to a really broad audience is you have to have some nostalgia, right? So isn't isn't this yeah. like a perfect combination of current acts that are popular, but also, you know, nostalgic acts that go back 20, 25 years? Kendrick's not yeah. a current act. He's not He's a not? current act. No. No, when did Kendrick's I albums? Mean, he hasn't put out an, yeah, his last album was maybe released before this one, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 15, oh, 16, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's current because we're old. Like, Well, that's what I'm saying, but that's a large portion of the people that watch the Super Bowl, right? Old yes. people. Dr. Dre is old as hell. He's an old guy. Yeah. Right? And he and has he old. recovered fully from that stroke? This isn't going to be a new Dick Clark. I guess we're going to find this out. This isn't going to be a Dick Clark on New Year's Eve post-stroke thing, is it? No, I feel like he's really going to be very... He, he might talk a little or he might do a little bit. I feel like he's going to be the least vocal one at all, yeah. if that makes sense. But yeah, that's just my sense. I okay, know. I will give you guys... Let's, let's take a bet right now. What song are they going to open up with? California so, Love. Oh. Can't open with that. Damn, no, that would make sense. It is the California national anthem. What about that? I and mean, it's Dr. Good. Dre. So I think know, it's going to be know. that one that goes right. Ding, ding, yeah. The piano. Ding, ding. Is that Dre Day? Because it's on TikTok all the time. Wait, now. how does it go? Hold on. Fuck you guys. I'm going to put it in. I haven't figured it out yet. Keep going. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. I think that's going to be it. Dr. Dre, motherfucker. California love, though. That's a good bet. What do you think, Aaron? What are they going to open with? They'll probably do like something like the intro to Kendrick's album where they do everybody is a star. It'll be something like that. Like it'll be kind of like, I don't know. How don't, don't they have to open like an epic Dr. Dre beat, like nothing but a G thing or yes. something like that, or a clean version of fuck with Dre day or something. Don't they have to open with the Dr. Dre? I think Dre did. Didn't Dre do the? Didn't Dre do the beat for the Mary J song? That's like let's get it crunk upon us on the phone. Da, 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 da. I, I mean, I, well, Matt already picked the best one. I'm just trying to. Yeah. Matt, you st- so Russell, my sec, my second part of my that I was trying to get to here, mm. my plane trip. I find I found another seat that you don't sit on a plane, and I thought I had this thing dialed in. I'm like, oof. I'm going to sit right in front of an exit row. Is this plain old Matt? This is plain old Matt, okay? Don't play the song. We got to get past this. Absolutely not. (laughs) I thought... I thought that that seat... Is that I like? Tell us about the trip you're on. There's no chance Rob is not going to play this song. He loves this song so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. so good. (laughs) What seat is it, Matt? What's the one you got to avoid? The uh, the exit rows, they're all taken up, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll go to the next one. And on some planes, there's an exit row that only has two seats. And yeah, the door can yes. swing open, and in front of it is three. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that'll be perfect. I can lean back because I never lean back. Never lean back. Stick that one leg out to the left where yeah. there's no chair. You know, and I'm like, oh, I'll be able to lean back because there's nobody behind me. I won't feel bad about no it. Le- It'll be no great. recline in those. Those things don't recline. No I've recline never sat in, in the exit rows. So don't sit Tough. in the row right in front. And then on top Tough. of that, it's a little squished because the door's bad. So, yeah. So luckily I was next to my wife. So we could snuggle up a little and it wasn't that bad. But 
Yeah, so don't sit there. You know what's on you know oh, what's bad sweet. when you're sitting in a seat and Fat Joe looks at you and he's like lean back. A lean back. <laughs> that by the way, I shook my head. That was part of the joke for those of you at all. <laughs> also bad when you get on a plane and you're sitting next to Fat Joe. Not good. He's pretty skinny now though, so maybe it's okay. I don't yeah. know. Um so then <laughs> not so bad. I don't know. This can this can get cut if we'd like it to get cut because <laughs> oh I, no, this I is, thought gonna, it, we'll turn this no, into a jewel. I, thought, I mean, I, I had my favorite look, bit. You can see my I had two short things, right? I was gonna I was gonna cover ten second, ten second, two short things. It's yeah. been about thirty eight minutes. By Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I am mortified, and I don't know what to do about it. But I've finally. I, I cannot eat Chipotle anymore. I've eaten too much Chipotle in my life that I do not care to yep. go to Chipotle anymore. And my kids oh, love it. Wow. Like every Wednesday, every Thursday is Chipotle night. And I just, right. I can't do it anymore. Uh, can you just lie to them and tell them they went out of business and stopped yeah. going? No, oh, I don't need my, my problems don't need to be their problems, Russell. I'm not going to project my issues onto them. So, you know, I'm not going to deprive them of Chipotle, but do you guys have anything, anything you can do? Are there, are there, Things on the menu you haven't tried or secret creations you no, can make? No, because I've even I mean, tried it. I've always been a chicken guy. And last time we ordered, right. I, I went with the carnitas. And I'm like, yeah. same thing. It doesn't do it for me. It's, it's all and, the same. And, oh, no. And, and so do you guys have anything that you've overeaten that you just can't order anymore? You can't get a fish filet sandwich anymore, Rosie, at McDonald's or anything like that? I had, Well, I had, a, I had a fish sandwich on Sunday, actually. Not the fish filet. I had the uh, beautiful... Uh, Fish witch from Lovelies in downtown Oakland just on Sunday, and the chef told us that they had butchered the fish that morning. It was really, it was beautiful. <laughs> so no, it's not fish fillets for me. Uh, I mean, sometimes I get chickened out once in a while. You guys know I yeah. cook a chicken once or twice a week, and there are days where I get to the end. And I got like one. I got like right now in the in the fridge. I got like one, one serving little hunk of yeah. thigh, and then I'm just like, eh, I'm not really. I don't, I'm not really feeling it. And then it's not enough for a meal, but I'm going to eat it because I don't want to throw it out. Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel I feel you. I went through a, a streak since last time we talked of drinking pink rhinos twelve days in a row, oh and I feel like I need to stay away from them now. Like yeah. pink rhinos twelve days in a row, yeah. too much. Yeah, you know, it's it's like all my toilet paper is pink now. Like when I'm done, yeah, it's, it's all really pink. Bad. It's not good. Very very bad. But I've got all this leftover pink Himalayan salt. What do I do with it? I don't know what yeah. to do with it. And, but act, to be honest, now it's a protein shake. I have a fourteen ounce protein shake every morning that I make. And now drinking it is like a job. Like I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a drink every five seconds and then it's going to be gone in 30 seconds. I'm like, well, isn't that too uh, bad? It's the uh, life yeah. of a world-class athlete, it's, man. It's, it's what it takes. It's, it's your, terrible. Matt, it's your, it's your lot. You need to nut up and not let your kids tell you. Now, sure. listen, I, you are talking to a guy tonight who <laughs> did make pasta, one single serving of pasta and sauce for a kid who did not want to eat uh, uh, Gus's fried chicken that we brought home, like world famous fried chicken. She's like, I don't like it. So we made... Oh, we made no. her a one thing of pasta, but you know what? That's not, that's not you. You need to nut up and tell your kids, guess what? We're not going to Chipotle anymore. Cause dad doesn't want to go. Okay. And I'm in charge and you're going to listen to what I say. And that's the way it is. But I'm not in charge. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> I need to tell my boy. House. Some guys at, run around the yes, house. Matt's at our house, around his house. At our house, I get one vote. Leo gets one vote. Eddie gets one vote, and Sarah gets four, and that's the way yeah. it works. And so, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, I, kids are such a pain in the ass for food, aren't they? They're just well, 
The kids aren't the pain of the ass. Matt's the pain of the ass. Yep, no, the kid. Yeah, but like, he's no. He, he, when it comes to food, kid, kids are like kids are willing to go nuclear. Like they're the yeah. guy at the bar who's willing to use a bottle or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Like it's always going to escalate further than you expected, <laughs> well, and you realize like, well, it, I mean, it was this was yeah. not worth it to me. <laughs> like, it's like I just wanted to, I fight, want to pick this I just fight. wanted to fight you. You pulled out a knife. Like uh, this. Okay, we're done. Yeah. There's been times yes. in my life when I've eaten Chipotle four or five times a week for like extended stretches. I love that shit, right? Like, I think it's the greatest. <laughs> you know, some places put too much cilantro in the rice, but, you know, that's a whole other story. So, uh, Roland, going, Aaron, how's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. It was a big weekend this last weekend. It was a low tide weekend Ooh. here in Northern California. So, uh, Does somebody, so you have to pay somebody to go sit and look at the ocean, pay to park in no, the parking lot? No, this was all lot? free. This time, oh, that's a good, that's a good callback. No, this was all free. All free. So I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to Aaron's wife at gmail.com. She oh, wait, 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 is on wait, top wait, 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 wait. Sorry, there's a little issue here. Low tide, that sounds like Aaron's washing machine because he doesn't wash his shirts, they stink like hell. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Very nice. She's always paying attention to what what's cool to do with the kids for the weekend. And we really she she noticed it was low tide. That means if you drive out down to Half Moon Bay, it's it's low tide. You can walk out where it's usually water in the hundreds of hermit crabs and sea anemones and all kinds oh, of wow. cool shit. So yeah, that was amazing. So, so big shout out uh, to her. I gotta, I gotta give the props. Um, wives, my wives latest love finding shit to do for the kids. Don't they? I, it's just like, it's so valuable. That's MVP type stuff, man. And what else are you going to do? You're going to sit around the house and watch him run straight at the couch. 1000%. That's what I did. When I had a couple of years where I was a stay at home dad, I'd be like, well, I guess it's time to go outside and pull out the sled. Even though it's like July, I was like, okay, you guys pull each other out of the sled. I am out of ideas. You know yes, what I mean? And you I find yourself. It's like 1 oh, PM. You're like, well, I haven't left the house yet. I'm going insane. So we need to like right. get outside and do something. It's terrible. Yeah, she tells me on Thursday night, like, hey, it's going to be low tide on Saturday. And like, she turns out to be 100% the MVP. Yeah. We had a great day. Oh, so I, I got to give her like a shout out. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, my newest uh, YouTube uh, rabbit hole. So um, often, um, so I try to read, you know, I try to read a book every night before bed. But usually once I get off of these calls with you guys, I've, uh, I'm altered in yeah. a certain way. Fashion. And you've had a lot of intellectual discussion. My, You're like, my brain's kind of full. I'm processing these ideas. Right. I'm taking yeah. in what they've said and trying to. Exactly. You know, oh, Matt doesn't want yeah. Chipotle. How do I feel about that? Stuff like that. Right. So I'm, I'm working through that stuff. So I got to turn off my brain. I got to do something a little more uh, passive in terms of entertainment. Uh-oh. So my newest thing is uh, rap freestyles on YouTube. Love them. Uh, the Funk Flex freestyles, the, the LA Leakers freestyles. Uh, today I watched uh, NLE Chapa, who is a Memphis rapper. So Rob, shout out to mm-hmm. Memphis. Um, but my favorite ones recently, my favorite one has been Cameron and apparently Cameron never went on uh, funk flex. It was like, you know, when cam got on, it was like, this is a big deal. He is like, he is the guy that everyone's been asking about. So cam got on, like he did like eight minutes, just effortless. Like it's so easy for him. It's amazing to watch these guys just do this off the top of their head. But he was sitting there. I, at his freestyle and he had these jars of stuff all stacked up in pyramids, something like, Oh, he's obviously on to promote his new weed strain. Right. Like that's like, that's like yeah. a, a celebrity thing to do. Obviously. obviously. That's right. What I was like that's for too. sure what he's yeah. doing. So there goes my role. It's like, things. He I spent all my time well, figuring he, that one out and then it's gone. <laughs> he, he finished his, his session and he was like, everybody get out there, get your pink horsepower. It's pink dash horsepower, pink hyphen horsepower.net. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a fun name for a weed strain. No, pink horsepower is an aphrodisiac or like a male yes. enhancement. 
pill. <laughs> yes. Yes, I looked this Horny up. Horny goat weed. <laughs> yeah. So we we really, I don't know, guys. Like, if we're going to monetize this thing, there are, there's stuff out there. There's people Market. that would I'm, put stuff in jars. I'm telling you, put our people, love, it, we could, people love to get better at two things, okay? And that is just the hardcore fucking just getting on <laughs> just getting a rock hard erection that will last for hours right and just being able to just rearrange somebody's guts and get up all in there until they're addicted to what the dick did like it's all night long you could make a mint selling those and then the other thing people love is how can i go to sleep <laughs> right if there's something that helps you go yeah. to sleep it's like put on these glasses and it's like yeah fuck yeah i'll put on these glasses they help me go to sleep it's like get out of here Eat this cookie. Uh, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. How about you get into bed and close your eyes? Like, what are you talking? Just go to bed. Well, this is coming yeah. from the guy who has to have different sleep machines depending on what what yeah. room he's in, right? <laughs> Listen to Miami Sound Machine. You go to bed. That is totally different. That is, and I also have a fan on now. Like, it's a, I have a fan on full blast and a sound machine. Okay, so that is that is not the same at all. People love. I I don't know if you could make a device to somehow combine those two. I guess it's just jacking off, right? I mean, it's maybe. like jacking off combines those two. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this is so hot. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe pink horsepower would do it. Maybe Cam's got the right idea. It says right on the, it says right on the thing, like set your phone alarm before watching porn. So you don't have to do it afterwards and it'll keep you up a little longer. You know what I mean? Like gotta set the alarm first. That's a key. I love so stuff. did you order the pink horse cock or whatever it is you were talking about? <laughs> I did not. I've not, I've not yet. Ordered not yet. Power. Okay. Not yet. I, by the way, yeah, I should yet. tell our audience I did Good take question. a picture of a horse with a huge penis today at the zoo, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. sent it to the text chain. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my dad caught me taking a picture of a horse just with a huge penis sitting there <laughs> as I'm pushing because I had to like stop pushing the baby in the stroller. I was like, had a baby in a stroller. I had to stop and, like take a picture of this huge horse cock. <laughs> send it to Aaron. Be like, Aaron, thinking of you. Like, just us. Can you imagine walking down, you're passing the zoo, and Rob's, Rob's got a baby, right? So you probably think, yeah. everybody probably thinks That's it's your baby, too. right? Yeah, you just course, see a right? guy stop, get a smile on his face, pull out his camera, and just go <laughs> click. Oh, no, the worst part is I'm walking around with my 13-year-old daughter. So everybody thinks it's me, my teenage bride, and our baby. <laughs> and then I'm taking a picture of this horse cock. Like oh great, fantastic! Did you see that? Did you see that? What, what yeah. are you at again? Meanwhile, Russell's like, okay, let me pause this on Jessica Rabbit here and take a picture of this. But that's, that's I think actually, that's if, fine, if you don't apparently. cross state lines, I think you're good to be now where you are. <laughs> if you get over into West Memphis, yeah, you got a problem. Well, you can ask well, Chuck Berry. Mississippi about is real close. I mean, Memphis is yeah. on the Mississippi border, so. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm done with my rolling gun, but we were listening to Yeba's newest, uh, Yeba, Yeba, who is from West Memphis, just recorded a session, a live session at Electric Lady Studios, which is uh, where we're going to hear from later tonight. Uh, it's worth checking out. That new Yeba spot from Electric Lady is nice. Aaron, there's a lot of times where you're talking where I feel like I'm on Duolingo. Like you're just saying stuff and I'm like, <laughs> what is he talking about? I have no idea. He's saying names and, and I know they're words. Right? They make sense. I know there's letters and there's words. I don't understand what's going on. Fair. That's fair. Tough, but fair. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? And you definitely have a rolling going. Ready I've got go. two rolling goings. Oh they God. both relate to oh. restaurants. I thought we could, I, I realized I had to share something with you guys. The other night I was out to dinner at a, a nice restaurant in uh, Minneapolis in the North Loop area. And I went and we had our dinner and everything, had some drinks. We were about to leave and what, and our, our waitress came over and I was paying the bill and she came over and she kind of like sat next to us and she just said, I just want to make sure I can explain 
the new service charge. And if you guys have questions, I can tell you what I think is fair. Oh, good. Okay. It was the most amazing experience to have a a person that was serving you come and just clarify like, hey, nice. this is new. It's different. A lot of people don't know what to do. Here's what I think is fair and here's how I would handle it. And what she told us was that the service charge was like 22%. Essentially went to most of the staff, but it also it gave a little bit more compensation to the kitchen staff. So the, okay. the wait staff or the waiters and waitresses got a little bit less than they were normally would if they were getting tipped normally, but the back of the kitchen was being tipped more. So what she said is mm. that if you were to tip five or 10% on top of the service charge, the wait staff would be making as much or more than what they were making before. And the back kitchen staff would also be making more. So she said, she advised when you see a huge service charge like wow. that, you should tip five to ten percent, and people that are working there will be happy. So I felt like I needed to share that with you guys. But what that, do you think of that? I appreciate but, that. That's the service. But is that this is why we come to this podcast. Is that true? If everybody yeah, else is tipping twenty percent because they're like me and they panic at the end, they don't know what the service charge is and they just eat it, <laughs> and then they're all tipping twenty, and now you're tipping ten. Aren't pretty soon? Aren't you going to be a cheap dog compared to everybody? I else? don't know. But I, she came up and she just—it was the most amazing thing for her to just see, like, hey. I want to make sure the people that came here had a good experience. Yeah. And I think she probably just does that at all the tables. Cause it's a new thing at a lot of places. Right. And she just came and she said, this is what I think yeah. if, if you leave this, the people that are at this restaurant will be happy. And maybe it differs for every restaurant. So it's not a, you know, one shoe fits all or whatever you want to call it. But I thought it was pretty cool. I now have a little guidance on how I handle the service to be. And, so I don't have to sit there and just stare at a bill for like 12 minutes like I've been doing recently. I think my favorite part too is at the end, Russell goes, excuse me, can you get the fuck out of here? I'm trying to have a conversation with my lovely date. And like totally alpha the help staff. He was like, I got my information I wanted. Now I'm going to show my wife or my my spouse who's boss. Not wife. Whoa. Russell's not married. Oh. Okay, I didn't give things it any way. I'm so really sorry. Escalated. Russell, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Technically, Rob, I followed your previous advice and I spilled my drink and I told that waitress to clean, please clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I said to do that to a bartender. I think that's a totally different thing. That's sick what you want to do. The, the, the other thing I was going to say is I, I was kind of curious. I also went to brunch this last weekend. And I, oh, I was God, curious, I'm jealous of your life. How do you guys deal with a horrible bartender? So I had an experience <clears throat> of dealing with a horrible, uncomfortable bartender where you walk in, you sit down and they've got like specific drinks on their menu. They don't know how to make the drink. So when you ask for one, they act like they've never heard of it. You show it to them on the menu. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to make it. Then they take your order. They immediately forget your order. They screw up your order. Then they, they pour your drinks, but your drink comes out and it's like half a glass. It's not even like a full glass. Like they're just the worst bartender in the world. How do you deal with a bad bartender? Is there a point where you could just say like, Hey man, can you just let me make my own drink? Like, can we, or lady, like, could, like, could you just try to hook that up? Just be like, Hey, can you just kind of slide some stuff over here? I'll do it myself and we'll just call it good. Hey, why don't I come over there and make the drinks and you come over here and try to cop a feel on my date's bra like I'm doing. Okay? We'll just do the old switcheroo. Wait, you you just feel the bra? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's it, so hot. so naughty. <laughs> that's another cool thing about being married. He's like, oh, which one of these two bras is this that you have? <laughs> is this the old one or the older one? <laughs> And so then the other thing I was wondering this is be how long joke. how long is an acceptable time for a bartender to disappear? Our bartender at also one point said, "Hey, I have to go make a phone call." Yeah, I'll be back in Classic. a little bit. And they said, and then like the bus boy or whoever was sitting, the the person who was busting the bar, or whatever said, 
I can't help you guys with any drinks. So we ordered another drink before the bartender left. And so she just disappeared for like 15 minutes. Like, yeah. what is an acceptable time to disappear if you're the bartender? Uh, about 30 seconds. Like, I where? what are you doing? <laughs> where is this place? Like, right. I mean, 15 is the max, I got to say. I mean, like 15 is like a break, right? That's like what the you, law might allow. But any more than that. They got to have a plan for a bartender taking a break. Like, that's not, you can't have a one person bartender just take a break, can you? But when what we're also saying is like this is the sign of the times, man. Maybe this we're in a different this world. Bartender now, was there for it. Maybe this, yeah. Maybe this bartender was on a twelve-hour shift to cover for a bunch of people. So, or but they did they were the drinks the same price? Like they're it's not a new world in that sense. <laughs> Rob, rolling, going. Listen, How's guys, going with you? I hate to say this to you, but look out: the Super Bowl and uh, Valentine's Day are real close this year. They are very, oh, very true. close. You got to be careful. Next door. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get fired up for one. And you're going to forget about the other and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they played a football game. I forgot about it. I was so intensely focused on Valentine's Day. Uh, but that made me think of and and did you guys ever have the Valentine telegrams at school where you would fill out no. like you would fill out a survey about yourself and then they would match you with the 10 oh, yeah. other people yep. in the grade yep. that were just like what? you. It was like a what? computer. It was like, a yes. yeah, like 25 questions. And, a, it, you know. If you answered 24 this way and the other person answered 20, you know, then they'd say you're 99% was, compatible with. Yeah. It was Rosie's like the original match.com. Yeah. And then they would. Yep. This was at school. Yeah. He paid two bucks for it. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't recall this at all. Wow. No, this is, this it is new It was an absolute fucking nightmare for me because I <laughs> was always matched up with the same person. I did it like four years in a row and they always matched up with the same person. And. Listen, no offense, but this person was a fucking nerd. They were a loser, okay? <laughs> they were a loser nerd, and they were my highest match every single time. And I was like, what? Like, every year well, I try something a little different, and they match me, I'd be like, damn it. Who's, who's your favorite band, Rob? Uh, oh, they might be Giants, of course. Yeah, When are yes. they going to be doing a halftime well, show? What was, your major, what was your major in college? Well, it was life. It was biology. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. What do you teach on the weekends now? What's your extracurricular class that you teach? Science Olympiad. Listen, I don't have time oh, to okay. answer all these questions. <laughs> answered. Okay. Uh, I'm living with my nerd girl. But it was and then and then the worst part was at the bottom they would put the top five people you're not compatible with. Oh no, right? that's so, even the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. And so they would get the same thing. And so of course the girl I had a crush on, guess where she would be every time? Down <laughs> down at the bottom. Absolute disaster. Sad, Isn't that an opposites attract type of thing, though? Oh yeah, a little Paul Abdul. Two steps forward, playing, two steps back. In the background right now. Yeah. Is that the one where the cat was running around? Like the tiger yeah. was, was in the video. Was weird video, right? Yeah, yeah weird, weird. She video. fucked that cat in the video. <laughs> I just want to be so? very clear with it. Oh, one thousand percent. I don't. I don't know about was that. that. They were singing. <laughs> oh yeah, MC Scat Cat. That's why he got that guess, name because like, yeah, he was into it. What else would attract? Yeah, he was like, you're under this glass table. Okay, you sit in the litter box. I'm going to do this on you, and it turns me on. And she's like, oh, can I take a shower afterwards? So how did, <laughs> why are we talking about the batching game from when you were in middle school? It made me, because it's Valentine's Day. It made me think of oh. it. So I, I don't have a question. You guys always come to these with do your, questions. Do, about, your, do, do your kids still bring the Valentines to school? Like when we were kids, you would make yes. a box, and you come in, and you would have right. to give a Valentine to everyone. And then occasionally people would do like the, well, I don't want to give one to that person, because I don't like that person or whatever. But your kids still bring in Valentines and put yes. them into a box? And I'll tell you what, not? without fail, my kids' class is like 25 kids and the Valentines come in box of like 23, 20, 24. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I got my whole nother box for, you know, 
this one nerd kid. It's like, can't you just not? And then she's like, well, I want to give one to myself. And I'm like, you just want the candy. I know what you're doing because I did the same thing. You just want that candy. <laughs> you don't need to give a Valentine to yourself. But yes, Russell, Valentine's Day card giving in school is alive and well. I almost well. feel like that would have been dead like years ago. I feel like this is not not an acceptable practice in today's society. I would love a day where everybody at my work just, we exchange cards with each other and like had a nice like, oh, here's a piece of candy and a card saying like, that's fun. But when you're growing up with other kids, like you're going to grow up and maybe not have to see those kids anymore. Like those people at work, like yeah. whoever gives you a Valentine today is going to piss you off a week from now and you're going to have to fucking but that was middle school. So I, don't I love whenever Aaron has to talk about work. Look how angry. Aaron's never <laughs> yeah. got this angry on this podcast in, in, a, in a year and a half. Yeah, But he's true. like, you have to give a fucking card to someone at work. They're going to piss you off a fucking week from now. I now have the per- I know the perfect gift for Rosie. <laughs> I watched that? on the plane. I had an hour. I had an hour to kill before the football game come on. So I on the way home. So I watched uh, the beginning of Office Space, and it was so yes. great that during halftime yes. I went back to watch this a little bit more. It was so great. But Rosie, <laughs> so you need to get an Inatech shirt and an Inatech <laughs> mug. And drink your coffee out of your Inatech mug every day. Because that was the name of that company. And they had all this stuff. That's what I need. You need, yeah. Yes. You're working at Inatech. Right. You might as well just refer you, to your uh, job hey, as Inatech. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. And I, I can tell more stories, but they wouldn't be that interesting. But you are correct. So, so what are the hot Valentines for kids these days? Is it like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or what? what what's oh my the God, hot Russell, thing? What year, what year do you think this is, Russell? That is Teenage Mutant I don't know. Mutant my nephews Ninja are Turtles. into Turtles. They watch the Turtles. What Still? is it like uh, Man, Avengers? Man, you know what's fucked up about the Ninja Turtles? They shortened the Ninja Turtles' names. My son has a Ninja Turtle Mike, book. Leo, and they shortened Raph, yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like they lost the whole connection to the artists. Like now they're called Leo, Raph, Donnie, and you know Mikey when I'm in the, the New oh. York, when I'm at the Met looking at paintings, I still think of the Ninja Turtles every time I see a Donatello. I'm like, hmm. Bo Staff, he was good with machines. Yes, very interesting how he purple did this. headband. Yeah, Leonardo leads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was the blue guy. Yeah. yeah. Michelangelo is kind of the Joe Francis of the group, kind of a party dude. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that after that show, Michelangelo was trying to get girls to take their tops off. And he claimed it was a First Amendment thing, which, if you think about it, he's kind of a hero, actually. So, um, oh, anyway, so we just lost all those people that signed well. up for the Neil Young one. Uh, all right, let's get into the album. It's time Woo. for the music podcast. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some music. Paw Patrol, Russell. Have you seen Paw Patrol? you seen any Paw Patrol? I'm aware of what it is. Oh, sure. yeah. Chase is on the case. Yep. That is the big, oh. <laughs> that's the big Valentine's. And then, you know what my youngest one is into now is anime. Like, she's into anime, like, just crazy. Like, all Japanese anime. She's watching an anime about just a high school volleyball team. I'm buying her. Do you not remember that three days ago we talked about the top porn searches on YouPorn and one of them was anime no, it was hentai. or manga? Excuse me, it was like, hentai. Okay, it's totally on. different. I'm not buying my kid hentai. I'm not going to make jokes. About- yeah, I'm not buying my kid hentai sweatshirt. There's not like a tentacle, you know, coming out of the sweatshirt. Aaron knows what I'm talking about. He gave me a high five. For maybe high maybe five. Beck did it better. Maybe we need to send Valentine's to all of our listeners, Rob. What would be on our Valentine's? What would be like the, what would be the sayings on our on our Valentine's. Uh, what would be our saying? Can you feel my heart beat? Here's a picture of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good one. That's pretty good. You make my heart fill up yeah, like an inflatable. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. We really don't have that many good bits. I think I just said both of them. Something Let's about feet. About I have big, I got big gray balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would put a little, I dip them in paint and then make a little heart on there. That's one of our it's one of our bits. I got big, you know, when you say it, it is funny. Like it's a funny bit. Like when you said it, I did laugh. 
I was like, God, they should say more stuff like that. That's really funny. And then I really get sued by Ben Roethlisberger for the that though, right? <laughs> Just a reminder, in court, somebody testified he has a great penis. Still one of my favorite sports stories of all time. Listen, let's talk about Frank Ocean's Blonde. Yes. Nice. Yes, I am excited to talk so, about this. So I have to say, this album is a new one for me. I have never listened to this, mm. but his this is his second album. His first album was an album, Orange which really became kind of a queer anthem in hip hop, which is a, an interesting place for kind of a, 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 a queer point of view because it's so often a homophobic space to begin with. And then all of a sudden he comes out with a second anticipated album that everybody was talking about and how is it, you know, and it came out just on Apple music. Uh, and he claims that this album is inspired by Brian Wilson and the Beatles. And in fact, he originally started recording this at Electric Lady Studios in uh, New York City. And we've heard that with, uh, that was Jimi Hendrix's studio. We heard that with D'Angelo. We heard that, uh, where else did we hear that? Was that Patti Smith, maybe? Patti Smith. Yeah. Um, and then eventually he had writer's block. And so he went all the way to Abbey Road to finish it up. So some Beatles uh, there. This album debuted at number one in the U.S., uh, released only on Apple Music to start with. And then, uh, if you, it's, it's interesting though, because if you listen to this rhythm, this album, it's totally different than what I thought it was going to be. There's almost no rhythm in this, right? There's no rhythm section in this whole album. It's kind of, it's what they call avant-garde soul. And one of the best descriptions I saw of this album is that somebody, this is a, a comment on Reddit. They, they were describing this to their dad as the dark side of the moon of the 2010s. Critically oh. and commercially successful without ever hitting full zeitgeist. But everyone who really dove in and gave the album a shot has a lasting fondness for it and the memories of many shared nights or days listening with friends, lovers of themselves. It's a journey of an album and I can easily see it sort of being a mainstream but firm cult classic. And I think when I was listening to this album, I was also tracking the lyrics. And I think the Dark Side of, a Moon, Dark Side of the Moon is a great comparison for this album of like, the more you learn about the album, the more you get into it, the more it has to give you. Thoughts? Man, it's hard to top what you said, Rob. I'm smart. I, um, yeah. I love this album. I've listened to it a lot. And um, the thing for me about this album that I really remember is it came out in 2016. This was one of the last times in my life that I was really checking for new music. So I remember when this came out, I remember being stoked that the, there was a new Frank yep. Ocean album out. Um, you know, we listened to it a ton in the house. I spent a lot of time texting with my brother about it. We've been texting again this week as it came back up. So, uh, yeah, for me, I remember it really well. Somehow it also makes me think of Radiohead. I don't know why. Maybe it's the kind of like ambient yeah. atmospheric stuff that's going on. Different changes. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's there's a lot. Of, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of comments that have referred to it as you know Kid A esque and stuff like that. So no, I, yeah, think, I think so. The best description. I know we'll get into it here shortly, but for the my people, the best description. Some lady named Ann Powers. I think she's from NPR. Described it as equal parts psychedelic indie rock, post IDM electronica, post U2, Coldplay esque Eno, referring to Brian Eno pop, post Drake oh, yeah. hip hop, and post Maxwell drifty soul, which is kind of like, I mean, if you look at all the people that are on this, yeah. and we'll get into it, it is a melting pot yeah. of like everything yeah. that was ever cool in my life. I don't know, you know, with all this stuff. And totally. so, I don't know, it's pretty good. This is the, one of the first albums where yeah. if you ask me to listen to it and then say, classify this record, where should we put right. this in the record shop? Yeah. I'd be like, I have, I have. You're like, don't, don't classify what it. Do right? think, what do you think, what do you think is the closest thing we've heard compared to this so far here? What would you, what would you compare on the list? What is the closest album you think? I mean, I, 
I'm going to say this because Rob mentioned Brian Wilson, but I mean, I, Pet Sounds comes yeah, to mind. And of course, Voodoo comes to mind. <laughs> Voodoo, of course, comes to mm-hmm. mind. And like maybe maybe Tribe in a way. I mean, obviously, they're much more rhythm oriented, but I think there's, you know, pieces of that kind of like esoteric thing. I hear a ton of D'Angelo in this. A ton where it's just like the yeah. simple guitar voice mm-hmm. combination and kind of relying on this, the brilliant vocals and the lyrics that you know, are a little bit deeper than they first seem. I think, I think that's a great one. That's a great. I don't know, Russell, what would you, Russell, what would you say? Like, what would you compare it to? I would say heard? it's uh, the, the offspring of Radiohead and, and D'Angelo. If, if Radiohead yeah. and D'Angelo had a, had a night out on the town and it got out of control, I'm going to say that's, this wow. is where this came for me. Wow. Can you imagine if Radiohead and D'Angelo were your parents? That'd be a hell of a way to grow up. Oh, just the hottest dad. Can you imagine having a hot dad? <laughs> just picture right now having a dad like D'Angelo. <laughs> like when your dad walks in, you're like, damn, he's got some cum gutters on him. Like that is a that is Whoa. a crazy dad to have. No thanks. You know what I mean? Like, Tell him all your dates. Like, get yeah, out I'll here. take my dad's dad style. Thank you very much. I bet he stopped eating. He stopped eating Chipotle a long, long time ago, Matt. Right? Yeah. To have those Probably. abs, yeah, there's yeah. no Chipotle runs he going on. Care what his kids no, he started again though. He he couldn't. You can't. You can't. You can't maintain that. That's the that's the one thing that makes regular guys feel better about that is like, he doesn't look like that anymore. And like all respect yeah. to D'Angelo, you know that he's one of my gods, but he doesn't, you, but know, he he, did. you can't look that way your whole but life. But he did. Like if, if I, I think if I could go back in time and tell myself one thing, okay, number one, I'd say, don't do the passwords thing. Number two, I'd do the kissing bit, but number three, I'd be like, <laughs> what's the kissing bit where I'd try to kiss myself. But number two, oh. number three, I'd be like, Take nude pictures of yourself now. <laughs> Don't do it now. <laughs> you're 20 years old. You're playing college football. Take you don't think you look good, but guess what? You really do. Okay? So put that camera, put that big ass old digital camera you have with a big ass car that you put in there that takes like 30 photos. Put it on a tripod, set a timer, touch your toes, take some pictures. Let's go. Let's get this done. Oh, and speaking whoa. of toes, let's get into Nike's. Hey, Wouldn't that be great, though, if all I had were these pictures of me bent over? And I'm like, why did I take these? Terrible advice for my future self. Actually, even this snare sound is reminiscent of voodoo to me. So this song is all about materialism. Uh, and in the video, the song actually has two different voices that are going back and forth. And it's really interesting because do you know what famous time this video, if you watch this video, he really is replicating the hale uh, Heaven's Gate cult. Which is one of my all-time oh, top weird. cults. Love one of your favorite cults. Yeah. It's one of my favorite cults of all oh, time. When they one. found all those guys that had, that had off themselves, and they're all wearing the sweatpants and the Nikes, yeah. I was like, "Ooh, shoes in bed. That is a hot move." Like I was like, "Ooh, that is a." <laughs> Do we have a list of Rob's favorite? Well, cults? I would assume we it, it's yet? based on the performance of the <laughs> fuck fest, right? It's been a while since we got into a, a good fuck fest conversation, but yeah, but but see, that's the thing is that these guys, and that's what's fascinating about these cults. They were the opposite of a fuck fest, Russell. Almost all the male members of this cult were castrated. The Heaven's Gate guys were castrated. It's the one thing I remember about them is that they were like, hey, I got these new friends. I love hanging out with my bros. They want me to cut my balls off, so I'm going to do it. I think it's a good (laughs) idea. We're going to hang out. Like, can you imagine hanging out with people so awesome and so fun to be with? They're like, hey, you need to cut off your balls. And you're like, seems like a good idea, bro. I think I'm going to do it. Let's go get our balls. Like, where do you even do that? Am I the only one of the four of us who's done? That? I thought that was the thing to do for this. You guys told it was me I tied. Have you guys thought about you guys getting a vasectomy? We were supposed to do that. I don't understand. Have why? you guys thought about? I'm like this is terrible. Why do we? <laughs> oh my god! Don't do that joke. What have you guys thought about getting a vasectomy? <laughs> no, we are not talking. Why about not? This. 
Because we're not that not right. dad strong on this. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> he does talk about hitting it raw multiple times on this album. So I hear where yeah. you're going with this, Rob. But I mean. I just, I, I like hanging out with you guys. But I don't know if you said let's get castrated. I would have to think about it. Plus, what do you, because you know how they do like castrate bulls. They put a rubber band around it until they just fall off. Like, is that what you do? You do the old finger trick and turns blue? I think I'd rather, get, I, I, I mean, think I'd rather go on a, a bachelor party and get poison ivy instead. <laughs> Actually, true story. You know, that's a true story. That was me. That's how I got poison ivy the night before my wedding. Oh, I know. And it's a good transition to song too. Yeah, totally did. I'd put on makeup for my wedding. Disaster. This has that this has that same quality that uh, that actually I think a lot of pet sounds does where you're like, I don't know what instrument this yeah. is. Like it's probably a guitar, but it's going through a bunch of distortion and so much of the record, you're just like, I don't know what instrument that is. And then you read the credits, and Matt alluded to this, and we're gonna get to it on the next track. This album was made by a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And I think he was calling in favors. I didn't even know until he started reading about him for this album that he was, you know, he'd been writing songs for people like Beyonce well before he released Channel Orange and um he was well, you know, established in the industry. And I always thought this was like his big solo project. Like it was a passion project for him. And it turns out it was like a huge team behind him, which is also very So cool. who else was on this? You have Beyonce did some backup vocals, Pharrell's producing, Andre 3000. Who else is on this one that we need to know about? I think Kanye produced. James Blake is on here. John, I don't know if you say John Brian or John Bryan, but the guy who worked on uh, Graduation with Kanye and also did the Punch Drunk Love soundtrack, he's on here. Um, People are forgetting Pharrell, Pharrell, right? Just worked with a ton of people. And by the way, earlier when I said that the albums, the first album was named Orange, what I really meant to say was what again, Aaron? Channel Orange. Channel Orange. And I said that. You probably didn't hear me. It kind of got lost in the mix a little bit, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I didn't correct Speaking you. Speaking of like, colors, I mean, pink and white. Ooh. I mean, so much of this song, right, is about ooh. him and early loves and thinking about I mean, it's really like this podcast, right? It's talking about Russell's disastrous dates, but it's Frank Ocean. It just feels like you're flying, man. And like, what a power move. Like, I'm going to put Beyonce on my song, but I'm going to bury her vocals in the mix. I'm not even going to credit her on the album. Yeah. Well, it's like spilling the drink for the bartender. Yes, Russell, we heard of this. And I think, and it's coming to me now that everybody said Andre 3000, but it's, I think there's a lot of outcast in this. Yeah. You know, yes. that's how they start off a lot of this stuff. So that's what I... I like the outcast call out, Matt, because it's not just the sound. It's, it's you know, we forget. This came out in 2016 when he had he had... Been part of Odd Future, which was a hip hop collective, as Rob mentioned. And mm-hmm. it was okay by now, or maybe not okay, but it wasn't so out of left field to be like weird in hip hop yeah. or to be, yeah. you know, kind of blending genres in hip hop. And that's in part because Outcast had done it 15 years before. You know, so that's a good call I'm out. reading other names, you know, Tyler the Creator, right? Like he was with this yeah. different set right. on the hip you know so I, oh, there's all these people like you said I, yeah. I have to say the one, the one thing I knew about Frank Ocean before listening to this album is that he was a queer voice in hip hop and so I was expecting that to come up over and over on this album it it I mean it, it's infused throughout the whole thing obviously like deeply that's a deep part of it but it's not there's no overt I thought it was going to be like this you know whole recollection I mean what does he say the word gay once in this whole thing like it's it's yeah it, it really is kind of just it, it's you have to really be listening for yeah. it and if you didn't know his story you wouldn't think of it yeah it's true be yourself Many college students have gone to college yes. and gotten hooked on drugs. <laughs> this was fantastic yeah. Rob, you guys should listen listen stop trying listen. to be somebody else okay. don't try to be someone Oof. else 
no. be yourself Tell him. and know that that's good yes. enough. Yes. Don't try oh. to be someone else. Okay, Don't guys, I'm not going to hold. Like someone else. Don't try you know what? I'm not going to hold back anymore. I'm going to be myself on this podcast. I've been too laid back. I've been trying to. We've been waiting for you to start. Fit into a mold. Okay. We're going to get hardcore with some of the stuff I believe. That, that track was it. fantastic. I loved it. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. Normally, I don't like kind of the skits or whatever you want to call that. Or But I just thought it was really cool. You start listening to it. It's just, I could hear Rob's mom telling him the whole time, don't do this. Don't do yeah. that. And Jesus. then the whole time, him just smiling, knowing he's oh. going to do it. Oh, yeah. What's the last half of that message? What, how does it end? What, what's the last thing she's telling him to stay away from? Oh, drugs? <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Very bad. No, marijuana. Marijuana. No, yeah. marijuana makes you dumb and slow and not care about the world or something. Unconcerned. Like that. Yeah. Unconcerned. Unconcerned. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't we all love to go through life unconcerned, though? Imagine the freedom in that. That's what they do. That did the guy got in uh, an office space. He got hypnotized, and he could yeah. care less. <laughs> it's true. If you didn't care about stuff, life would be. And there's people like that, right? Where they just there go through are, life right? and they couldn't yes. care less what other people think of them. They couldn't care less about anybody around them. It would be so freeing to be like that. Just like Aaron's favorite Star Wars movie, Solo. It's true, there are multiple Star Wars. I, I love this song. I thought this was right. yes. voice is unbelievable. And watch my Jagger. This whole album is just full of quotables. But say, watch my Jagger is just like that's such a cool way to talk about how you move your pelvis, right? Like, yeah, that's so cool to think of that. Yeah. And I think yeah, if there's if there's like a hit off this album, it's probably this one to me. But I don't know, maybe that's just me. Move my Jagger. Russell knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, Skyline two. Ooh, I like going on journeys with you guys. This actually does sound like Dark Side with the kind of yeah. swirling synths in the this back. Is a double headphone album for sure. Oh yes. Oh, both in both ears. Yeah. Oh, can we can we start over? I'm gonna try that. <laughs> both ears. You have to. Yeah. Don't listen to this in one ear. <laughs> Smoke. It's like me when I'm making burgers in the summer. You got to have two ears of corn. Oh my god, yeah. disaster, disaster! <laughs> I knew when I started that sentence it was going to be bad, and I kept going. I was like, ah, I can get through this. Your ears are an important tool when you're cooking, though. Like if you ever try to cook with headphones, in, you shouldn't do it because you got to be able to hear what's going on with the food, man. That's a good point, Aaron. I love it. Uh, and plus, you got to hear when the front desk calls and says, "Hey, that food you ordered has been delivered. Uh, send some kid down to pick it up, please." Uh, Self control. Oh, this one stabs me in the heart every time. It's about a keep a place for me. It's about a relation breaking, relationship breaking up because the other person is too immature. I just think it's beautiful, Russell, and I think yeah, when they say "keep a place for me" and you made me lose my self control, and it's such a beautiful song. That's all it is to me. And then he says, "I know you got to leave. I know you got someone coming." He's like, well, he knew this it was is like when Rob got broke up at the basketball game when he wore the sweater vest and then he had to drive real fast. He lost his self control. Look at Rob's getting sad. I don't even like watching yeah. Rob like this. We need to move to the yeah. next song. I'm telling you, man, I don't this like album seeing will sad get Rob you. when he's like, thinking about that. Get you in the, heart. the only thing that's good is that's the only right time the cardiovascular. That's the only time in my life I lost self control. So that's that's one thing that helps me out. <laughs> I've never ever done anything else that I regret almost instantly, actually. Like when security comes and they find you naked in a window in college, just wearing shoes and socks, you're like, I have Well, that's I have not regrets. naked then. If you got shoes and socks on. Well, yeah, so I could okay. run fast. I was flying. Well, yeah. I was flying and it was cold, so everything was uptight, so I could really move around. 
All right. Uh, what is one thing? Do you guys ever have, do you have something in your life where you just, it, it's a test of your self-control like all the time and you constantly are victorious over it? I have that at work where they have a, a candy dish and it's like literally two feet from me and it's full of mint peppermint patties. Just an all-timer for an end of a work day. A, a, such a gross candy. It's so uh, good. A, I love it so much. <laughs> for you to say you won't eat milk duds, but you'll eat the, the peppermint patties, like you've got to look yourself. For the you to even compare wrong. peppermint patties to milk duds is so fucked that you would even use those in the same sentence. Like it's, There's not really even any close. chocolate on a peppermint patty. It's all that weird minty stuff. Are you it's guys even serious? Like, what the hell is that made Are of? Are you guys seriously right now not liking peppermint patties? It's like this, this is coming from Rob Kleenex who, who only eats shit. ice cream but won't eat vanilla ice cream or strawberry ice cream. So this is coming from, just remember who it's Ooh, coming from. We had from. strawberry ice cream on Saturday night. It is so good. That is fucked. That you had strawberry ice cream. That is so bad. Like, Ooh, it's so was, good. It's delicious. Literally, it should be when you go to Russell's gas station and they're out of all the other ice creams and you have to get strawberry ice cream. That's the only time you should get it. My number one test of my willpower is pizza. And my son's uh, school is now across the street from a... New York style pizza place where yeah. I don't start. It's the in best Berkeley, pizza but in the fine. world. But it's a, yeah. So it, you can only get what like a twenty inch pie, and so like I really should only eat two slices at most, right? But those slices are just staring you in the face. Like you can just fold them up and keep eating them until you feel terrible, and you got to lie down on the couch. That's so, that's it for me. So that's let me get this one. straight: you're dropping off your son at school. This is like eight in the morning. You are then going over to the pizza place and be like, "Damn, I'm gonna have to get no, one no. of those pies." <laughs> No, unfortunately, they don't open till 11. But what we can do is you we can order. School? Your son's school doesn't open till 11? The pizza place doesn't okay, open until 11. Say, what, is, what a shitty school. No, you order a we'll half-baked. 11 to 1. You order a half-baked pizza. You pick him up at school at 4 o'clock. You tell him we're going to go get pizza. He's super stoked. Yes. You walk across. You pick up the pizza. Everyone at the pizza place is so stoned. Both the patrons and the guys working there my son's st- stoked because it's full of teenagers yeah take it home throw it in the oven it's ready in 10 minutes and then we get these big honking slices of pizza and yeah i just yeah. i want to eat four of them but i really should only eat two I probably should only eat one <laughs> those peppermint patties i only have after my last class of the day i'm like i will wait until the last class of the day and i pull it off almost every day and I'm so proud of myself that's when I do it. I'm like, kudos, man. That's not easy. When yeah. you love what, a sa- what a sad life. You have to go through like <laughs> discipline to like not eat this peppermint patties. It's just life. a sad life. I feel bad for I'm, you. I'm Rob. legit mad at you for not liking peppermint patties. Like they're so good. They're so delicious oh. for you. Oh. So if you're, you're seriously telling me if you had like four milk duds or one of those mini peppermint patties, you would pick the milk duds. I think but, if, yeah. if you if you That's left me fucked. the peppermint patties, I don't even think I would eat them. And I eat all that shit if, if they were available. I think the peppermint patties get tossed away. I think it's a bottom five candy. Because yeah, what about that so weird fucked. feeling? Yeah, like you eat three of them and your throat feels cold. You try to drink a glass of water and then you feel terrible. I, I don't like it, man. It's too Bad minty. Candy. It's too strong. I'm not even going to ask you guys what you think about Junior Mints because I don't think I want to hear it. <laughs> I think okay? they're bad too. I feel bottom like the five. podcast might be breaking up. Matt, what's your thought on your peppermint patties? Love them, and I love Junior Mints. Yeah, fuck you guys. Matt and I forever. All right. Matt, you know what you are? You're a good guy. Ooh, good segue. Good segue. Ooh. I do. I love the organ. Anytime the organ comes in on this album, I'm, I'm in. Like the, you I, guys know. I feel like I'm going to start turning into Rob here and start tearing up. This kind of, it really hits you, doesn't I'm it? I'm telling you, man, this thing yeah. straight in the cardiovascular. Did you know what happens if you play that song Good Guy Backwards? What's that? It's so weird. Listen to this. <laughs> See if you can pick out. 
I'm so good at taking a joke and making it just a little bit longer. Not a good guy, it's a bad guy. Oh, it's a bad guy. I hear it. You played it backwards. So it's like the opposite because I played it backwards. I don't know. Is Billie Eilish on the list? This album should be on the list. Yeah, right? she's on the list. All she's, right. Oh, she will be when they redo it in three years, guys, and we're fucked. Uh, she's already. <laughs> um, we know Lemonade will be number one at that point, right? Like Lemonade is is definitely hitting the top spot at some point on this list. If you guys ever had a chance to do jousting in your life, would you do it? Do you nope. think just once? Yes. Nope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Aaron get his ass kicked at jousting. Just getting his ass tossed off a horse yeah, by of a bunch I'd of. Get my ass kicked, but I'd try it. Knights, you'd have to try. Oh. It. <laughs> oh, this is the one that has the change in pace. I was wrong earlier. So listen like to this change here. Right there is the exact middle of the album, and we switch tempos here. Right now, all of a sudden, we get the trap drums in there. Yes. Maxwell. Ah, there you go. And then we go to one of the most unbelievable. Aaron was talking something about freestyle earlier. I heard a couple words. I think I got what's going on. Listen to the bars by Andre 3000 on the reprise of Solo here. So now I'm solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get high no more when I try no more. I just go hat. Solo my cup is a roll my cholo, my friend. Solo that I can admit. When I hear that another kid is shot by the purple, it ain't an event. Do yourself a favor. Look up the lyrics to this song. Yes. It just starts with yeah. solo. I can see under the skirt of an ant. And I know what you're thinking. Won't your uncle be mad? You sick pervs. <laughs> I don't even know what reprise means, but I feel like a reprise shouldn't be as good as that. Right? No. I mean, he absolutely just crushes it. Like that's everything. And I don't even know if he's rapped like that since honestly. I mean, that might be the last time he really just went on a, you know, I mean, International Players Anthem might have come after this, which is my favorite rappers of all time. But this thing of just like the construction and the wordplay and the political commentary and then also tearing down every other rapper who doesn't write their own bars. I mean, yep. he's it, on it, one. It on shows you how good Frank Ocean is that this isn't a total renegade situation. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He does am, not get renegated. Yeah. I'm, guys, that was pretty sweet of me to think. I thought that. this that was, was good. Yeah. Shit. I thought that oh. was going to get a little too real for Rob, being that Aaron writes all of Rob's parody songs <laughs> and he's the ghostwriter on all oh, his parody I songs. I yeah. didn't oh. know if Rob was going to be able to handle that one. Yeah. I can't even go along with that joke. I could never. Aaron's I like, I do. I am a peeping Tom. I should put that in a song. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. This is kind of a change-up, isn't it? This is a little bit different than everything else on the album. It's like Prince. Yeah. They, they said that this was uh, inspired a little bit by the Beatles. This is part of the thing that... And you can hear that Ooh, day in the life. I can hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The actual oh, build kind of thing. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And now I think... Is this the first time that Facebook has been mentioned explicitly on the list? That we've had Facebook story. Oh, it's just I might have been in that Bob Newhart one that we covered. The, <laughs> it was right after it's baseball track. It That's true. Been on there. That's true. Here's the thing: like they can poke you, but you don't want them to poke you. But you can poke each other, but you don't want to be poked. Yeah, I mean, it's a website where you rank how hot people are, but it's not about how hot they are. It's about if you like them and your friends. Right. It's not about how hot the ladies are. And you're gonna push like, even if you don't really like it, but just to be polite. It's more of a polite like button. I forgot about the poking. Guys, hey, Bob a, Newhart is good. Back. That's hard to do. Um, close to you. Oh, yeah. I used to get on Facebook and people would poke me and I'd be like, you fucking weirdos. This is where he did this a lot more. He did this a lot more on Channel Orange where he's interpolating other songs and he kind of starts to do it more at the end of this album, like more uh, interpolating other stuff. I read that it was Stevie Wonder covered Burt Baccarat 
And then, so he's doing Stevie's oh, version Burt of a Burt Bacharach yeah, yeah. song. Right. But right. when I heard this song, like one thing you heard through it, like the album that really jumped out to me is kind of those like distorted uh, vocals. Two. Like yeah. we've talked about the chipmunk soul before, but, and we've heard Radiohead and some other bands have kind of had those distorted vocals, but I started reading. So he was using something called a vocoder, which essentially turns, okay. uh, alters the sound a little bit. And that actually started, you guys know a, a vocoder was used in world war two to disguise audio transmissions Ooh. and then it became this big part of like 70s and 80s music so i thought we could do a <laughs> list of the greatest songs ever that feature vocoder vocals i'm excited wow. russell how do you i don't know every time we do this you come up with something i'm stoked for this list for another you know it's amazing because if i could find like a vocoder thing on garage band you know yeah. i would say something like <laughs> and you're going to hear whether or not I found that plug-in on GarageBand. You're going to hear that. But but there's a lot of tracks of this album where he's got the distorted vocals, right? There, there's oh, probably excited. four or five of them, Tons, right? Tons, yeah. So we've we've talked about these before. I think Outkast had some like this. California yeah. Love, we were talking about earlier. There's the beginning. Yeah. Right there, right? Yeah, Kanye uses them. Um, you know, I w- one, one group that is not going to make the list tonight is Daft Punk. And Daft oh, Punk has a lot of these, but I read Daft a great Punk. quote about Daft Punk, so they don't make the list. Be- and someone said, Daft Punk, this is how their voices really sound. If you tried to vocode their actual voices, it would make them sound like humans. People think they're <laughs> actually robots, so they don't make the list tonight. All right. Get them out. But, but them first out. song on the list, I've heard this before. I never knew who it was. I never knew what the song was, but I've heard it before. I bet you guys have too, and we had to just put it on here. This is Laurie Anderson, Oh Superman from 1981. Oh, you know this? I yeah, I, man, I learned this in music history class. Shout out to Alice Hansen, St. Olaf College. Rest in peace. Why have I heard this? Like, do you know this song, what the man? Fuck is going on? No, no, never heard of this. Aaron, you know this, don't you? I do. We studied it. In, we studied it in music school in college. Yes, this was like I, I this was I, art. This was you an fucking art studied song. this in yeah. school. Yeah. I was yeah, memorizing yeah. like this the different was... bones in a foot. Yeah. Fuck me, I should have done come this shit. The planes, they're American planes. Yeah, we totally studied this, man. She's God married damn. to somebody famous. She she was married to someone famous too. Lou I can't Reed. remember. Ah, that was it. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Russell. Nice. She was married to Lou Reed, but I, I heard a lot of people think that when you listen to the beginning of Kid A, they hear something similar there. And like when I went back and listened to remember the beginning of Kid A? I don't remember the track name or whatever, but there was something that really resonated with me with that and being Kid A. But I was like, yeah, I've heard that song before. She's super influential. She's a Aaron. performance artist. Yeah. What Russell, that's fuck? great. Jesus what? Christ. Russell and All Aaron, right. man, you and me. We're on a double day right now, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next song on the list. I didn't look that happy about that. I got to say. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Next song on the list. We're going to say early 80s. This is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's groove Ooh. tonight. Check this one out. Oh, yes. Yes. Is that, some, is that a Moog bass, too? I don't know if it's a Moog bass, but that is a vocoder on the, on the, the vocals. It's so. But one good. thing I had to ask Aaron about yeah. for this, Aaron, you're you're a big uh, George Clinton guy. I yeah. read that there was actually a big rivalry between Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Funkadelic. Really, and it was really one sided, and supposedly George Clinton um, made fun of them a lot, and he would he would mock their band like on the cover of his albums. And what at one point he said, "You guys will love this." He goes about Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
It's Earth, Hot Air, and No Fire. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they were more radio-friendly, and I, uh, I, my guy Questlove did one time on one of his uh, YouTube sets. He, I, I don't know. If, I don't recall the exact names of who was actually playing the instruments, but uh, Questlove did one time insinuate that perhaps uh, there were maybe some ghost players on the, on the Earth, Wind, and Fire albums, that they might have been more manufactured for... Uh, for pop music for to sell records, and then the and then other artists were playing most of the instruments in the studio. So I mean, maybe George Clinton was onto something. That's the worst burned of all time, right? Yeah, you got to say Earth Wind. How about this? Earth yeah. Break Wind and Fire Crotch. <laughs> oh, oh, I wow. don't think. Yeah. Wow, that was strong. That's, that was really that's good. Hard. That's a pretty Matt's giving me a big thumbs up. He's so glad he's Sick my date. Burn. Wow, Sick what burn. a great burn. Yeah. Like crotch. <laughs> Has anybody said that since 1992? Do you think? Probably no. not. Next up on the list is a, a group called Zap. We talked about them once before. They sang more bounce for the ounce. Yeah, you remember remember this one. But this song, more whether bounce. whether Jenny's in town or yeah. out of town, for Rob, it's all about computer love. Oh, I love this song. Sun Friday. Yeah. Uh, Neo has Neo covered this recently. This is like, a Tupac cover too. Recently, yeah, Tupac he did. Covered didn't this he? also. I yeah. remember the first time I got a laptop, and I was like, computer I don't love? have to sit at the family computer. Like I could take this thing anywhere. <laughs> Where'd it you take blew it first? my mind. It was like I was like first. Like I can't. I looked like Popeye with one arm on one arm the next day when I came to school. I was like, it was crazy. It opened my world. All right. Next up on the list is a group called Kano. The song is called "I'm Ready." Rob, if you can jump to about two minutes in this, we got to listen to the vocoder first. But I'm going to share something with you guys on this one. A little boy, How, little altered vocals. If I could do a robot voice, I would be so tempted just to be like. Look at my metallic dong. I was programmed by me. I am a sex robot. I am programmed to fuck a lot. Like you would just say that over and over in a robot. All of voice. our listeners have heard the OK Computer album. We know the kinds of things you say when you have access to a computer voice. A horny robot is the funniest thing in the entire world. You know what I mean? Please let me feel your bra. Like it's it's so funny. Just just feeling up that bra. Just like I'm just imagining Rob just like rubbing on the on the strap. Like, that. <laughs> don't have the strap. I'm strap talking about like the, the back or like the undercarriage. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing. Like the, under the, the strap. I like you. I'm doing it with the strap way up here. The robot would be like, I can, I have, what would it be? My, <laughs> I can move this dongle and spell all 26 letters of the alphabet. <laughs> I have what, French what robot 2.0. Rob, what robot is your rule 34 or whatever robot where you, you, you need to see their, Oh, I've said it before. The pictures on the internet. The, is it Rosie from yeah, Jeffersons? Rosie from the Jeffersons is the maid. Hot. One wheel. I, was th- I thought it was going to be Johnny Five Alive. <laughs> Need more input. I'll give you some input. <laughs> per robot. So, so one thing we need to do on this song is, Rob, jump to the, the beginning. I gave you an earlier time cue for this one. Jump to the beginning and check this out and see if you guys recognize it. You guys recognize that beat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here that, we go, here we go, back again, right? This is who tag team yeah. sampled oh, this song. Yes. There would there be is. no such thing as tag team, whoop, there it is, without this Italian disco project called Kano. Isn't that Oh, badass? that's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> no Somebody was really, really digging in the crates. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mamma mia. Would you want to live in a world where there was no tag team? No, definitely not. No. No. It's a me. It's a Mario. Back it up. Back it up. Let me begin. No, wait. That's a different song. What song am I? Yeah. I what are you talking back up, about? Back you it doing, in. Yeah, you were doing a House of I Pain killer mashup yes. with Battle Mario yes. and uh, tag, tag team. team back, back again. Check it, you reckon? Let's begin. Party, party on, party, party people. Let me hear some noise. noise. Yeah, see is in the house. Jump, now jump imagine for joy. the tag yeah. team is Mario and Luigi, and then you have that Italian techno band. <sighs> Has that been on any of your purple links, Rob? Rule 34, Mario and Luigi oh. tag teams? You don't even want to oh, know no. what I'm looking at, guys. You really don't. <laughs> ugly dad. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, ugly dad, you put that in? Rob's going to go through the Valentine section to see the Mario Brothers Valentine's and he's not going to be able to ever see no. it the same, ugly is he? Dad. No. All right, next song on the list. I don't think we've ever covered this band before. It's ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. Check out the vocal vocoder on this one. <laughs> yes. Oh. I don't even remember this part of the song. Do you guys? No. No. I don't remember the song. I don't, I don't remember any parts of any of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard this song before. <laughs> so you don't good. know Mr. Blue Sky, Aaron? No. You really yes. don't know Mr. Blue Sky? You've never heard that song? Never heard that. No. You guys are fucked. Russ, this is fucked up shit. You know what? I could put up with you not eating Junior Mints because that's messed up that they've never heard heard Mr. Blue Sky. It's such a good song. They might not know that version of it, but maybe they know this version, and it turns out this band just covered Mr. Blue Sky recently. It's Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. They just covered this song in October 2021. Check it out. And they have the vocoder on here. Do you hear the altered vocals? I hear the vocoder. Way to go, Muppets. Russell, another Muppets. The Muppets list. are my new favorite band. We I am all in on Dr. Teeth's <laughs> electric band. We should have made this a Muppets podcast. Muppets? Yeah, yeah. that would have been the that's only answer. The Muppets did it better. Oh, Muppets yeah. did it better. Oh, if we yeah. did Muppets did it better, we would make enough money where I could definitely buy a white Ferrari. I mean, this is pure poetry. Listen to this. Left when I forget to speak. So I text the speech. Less the speeds. Text the speed. I hear some of the weekend in this too. Oh, definitely. I know, yeah. I know he's post this, but. Well, but he was influenced, right? He took over this week. He took over the most downloaded on, is on Spotify over Justin Bieber. He's now His new most, album's pretty good. The weekend's new album's pretty good. Most songs like played weekly. Uh, is White like Ferrari that. the one where the where Lennon McCartney got a writing credit? Because he interpolates yeah. here, there, and everywhere? It's like 145 in. It's the same yeah. as the one Beatles song. If you go to 145 in about there, it, it's supposedly it's taken right from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, here it is. There it is. Yeah, and he did this a lot in his Good first mixtape and Channel Orange, and he did it less on this album, but he, he's kind of kind of got a gift for like repurposing other people's melodies. He most beautiful Beatles song there is. You're you think more beautiful than Anna? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gotta do a list. Matt, you gotta Wait, do a list of the most beautiful Beatles songs. Have you guys heard Taxman? It's so good. It. <laughs> it's such a good song. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Norwegian Wood, I would uh, say, is, that is a callback. Siegfried. Oh no, my face got bit off by Tiger. This was me when I was living in the garage. I read that this song was about not being as brave as what the traditional machismo defines. I was curious 
What are your guys like current machismo things? What's the thing where you're like, oh, this is where I got to show my manhood. Like, what is what is your machismo thing that you can't that is always in your life? Ooh. I've uh, I've got back into lifting a little bit, you know, oh. being able to throw at least a plate on either side of yeah. the bench. You know, that's yeah. kind of a. I mean, oh, you, you yeah. walk around and see people, so you know. Something like that. Doing squats again. You know, I think it's weightlifting for me too, but for me, it's wearing really tight pants when I'm weightlifting because I'm such a big guy. (laughs) And me wearing skin-tight Lycra, like, stretch pants is such an alpha move of like, yeah, guess what? I'm a big guy. You don't want to see this, but you're going to see it. I mean, I think, yeah, like, definitely, like, trying to throw something heavy around is, like, that's that's a dream for me. And the thing is, like, I'm, you know, I'm just home with my family all the time and they're not impressed with my, my machismo efforts. No, but no, no, I no, know. no, Aaron. What about when you climbed the tree, when you had to climb yes. a tree for your family? Oh, yeah, climbing there was a tree. That stuck was in a tree, right? Well, I got to know, you know, it. like be, being able to like jump rope for a minute. That's pretty good, yeah, right? Yeah, like, that's not bad, right? Jumping rope for a whole minute without stopping. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty that's tough. Not that easy, I, I not don't know. That easy to do. That's pretty good. Take some training. It's not. I know because at my Muay Thai lessons, they would make us jump rope and and it was private lessons. My wife and I were paid money to do private lessons. And when the guy would turn his back, my wife and I would both just stop jump roping. Like, like <laughs> we could have said, no, we're not going to jump rope. We were paying you. We are not going to jump rope. But instead, we're like, it was like gym class. Like the gym teacher's back. We're like, just sit there like this. And they're like, oh, oh, wow. Terrible. It's not that easy. But I can't. I know. I, I haven't tried this for a long time. But I know that I could eat a whole chicken. And I'm not talking about like a tiny chicken. I'm talking about like a four-pound chicken. Like, Jeez. I'm sure... I could eat a whole chicken. That would be, for me, that'd be a show of machismo. But I never get the chance to do it. A whole chicken? That's crazy. Four whole chickens? That is crazy that you could eat a whole chicken. No problem. And then just like walk walk five miles. Easy. I know I could. Oh, my God. (laughs) Walk five miles? That's craziness. I get it. (laughs) I like how you put the less impressive thing second. No, no, walk five miles. And then guess what? I'd go to sleep at night. (laughs) Whoa, what the fuck? This guy I grab some pink horsepower and then yeah. my lady's in trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? Godspeed. <laughs> I like how on well, I like how on Bull Siegfried and Godspeed, he's really letting his voice go. Like he yeah. hasn't gone to the limits and just done it like kind of naked without any any vocoder on the voice. And as he gets to the end, he's like, he's out there. I like it. This might surprise you. This one is about a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the t- male, is Taylor Swift. Woof. How and then the, the keys come in. That's the John Brian yeah. stuff. Let go of a I love this. Is this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying production of like word. a perfect production? It sounds yeah. great. The They've got it. That Lady Land Studios. They've got it big time. Pristine. Yes. Yes. This is how I right. want to hear like a feature film. Like everything in everything's in place. And Futura free to end the album. This I'm is not a, sure about this one as a closer. Like, why was the just interview questions where the brothers just asking the I questions? Said, That's at the very end. Day, I'll fast forward okay. to that. All right. Uh, what three superpowers do you wish you had? Like, Ooh, good question. So the brother's asking some hip hop group these questions. And the brother, he put on Twitter after this album came out, he goes, oh my God, I was 11 years old during that interview. I can't believe wow. he used that. My voice is so high. Like, can you imagine if they put off my little radio shows I used to do when I was like 10 or whatever, and they put those out as... Are those at, recorded and you're just now telling us about them? I'm sure they are somewhere, but I can tell you what they are. They're just SNL skits from the night before that I would literally do <laughs> word for word and be like, well, that's humor. 
I mean, can you imagine just copying jokes, the same jokes over and over? Ridiculous. What do you guys think of that as the end? Like la- or a few weeks ago, I don't know when it was, we did the the Who where they have the, the CSI yeah. song at the end where it's got the, the absolute crush. What do you guys think of this as the closing song on the album? I don't know. I mean, the whole point of this album, right, is it's like a drug trip. You're going up high and then you're coming down at yeah. the end. And I think that's a perfect a- ending for something like that. It's like, it's just, it's just, you. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not a high energy album. No. Right? I mean, so yeah. it, it kind of, I don't mind the exit, I guess, if you will, but I think it works. But for me, Godspeed is just so good. But yeah. then I just like, why wouldn't you just make that your last statement? Like it's such a great statement, but I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. You know? I think Frank gets to do uh, exactly what he wants. Uh, all right. Let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. The popular and patented countdown. For another better countdown. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Dracula in the elevator. It's countdown. This is number 79 on the list, Frank Ocean Blonde. And here's the thing. You have to think about this Rolling Stone list like you would uh, a cult uh, like Heaven's Gate, right? So if this album, if this is exactly what you want, like this is an album, this is at 79, this is Rolling Well Toned, it's perfect. Guess what? Boys want to go get castrated. You're going to go with them. It's a great time to do it. This is exactly what you want to do. It blends in perfectly. That is 79th on the list. That is a rolling well toned. If this album, you would get castrated with it to hang out with the boys. Is this a rolling groan? You don't like it. You go to the cult. You see the Nikes they're wearing. Okay. And they're talking about wearing them in bed. You're wearing your shoes in bed. That is sick behavior. You should not be doing that, Aaron. Even with your house shoes, is not wearing those things in bed. He knows better. He's not a total animal. So that would be a rolling groan. If it should not be at 79, it should have been uh, higher up on the list or off at all. Or is this a rolling boned? This should have been way higher on the list. Okay. This cult is so much better than you thought. You get to hang out. Okay. There turns out there's fucking aliens behind the comet. It makes perfect sense. All right. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Frank Ocean's blonde. I could not believe how many people were huge people had their name attached to this album. Wait a minute. Like, huge, I kind of look at it. people involved in the album. Andre 3000. <laughs> Andre 6000. It turns out having a wife and kids was a real bummer. I'd rather be recording music. Thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's his old bit, I, right? He's like, yeah. I honestly, when the first time I heard it, I I felt like it was more of just a straight up Frank Ocean album. You know, I didn't know there was all of these same, yeah, huge, huge people that were attached to it. So I don't know. It's, it's kind me, of funny. It's Pharrell. Look at the size of this fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most of the reference I have for him. Thank you. <laughs> So the so the more I listen to it, the more you kind of hear some of the other the nuances get pulled out, and I realized why it's up here at seventy nine. So I think it's rolling well toned. I think it's uh, represents a lot of the music from the twenty tens in a kind of a it's cliche to say, but avant garde way. And so I don't know. I think it's I think it fits in well here at seventy nine. Rosie, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Yeah, it was hard. I was going to say that I can't rank this album because it is one that that means something to me personally. I remember when it came out, as I said, I remember talking with my family about it. I remember listening to it with my wife. So I, I thought I can't possibly rank this album, but I, I put it on uh, today's Monday. I put it on on Saturday. I listened to it three times on Saturday. I think I made it all the way through four times today. Today's Monday. 
I never get tired of this album. I could literally put it on on repeat all day. I listened to Channel Orange one time in the interim. Otherwise, I've just been spinning this for, I mean, Sunday I took a break, but I've been spinning it nonstop. Never get tired of it. So that must mean that for me, it's it's rolling boned. Again, I just want everybody to picture being married to Aaron. Just, it's a wild, it'd be a wild, <laughs> wild trip. Crazy. He's flexing, climbing trees, making chickens, listening to the same album over and over and over. Especially when he gets all those pictures of the feet that you keep oh, sending yeah. him, right? Like imagine what Aaron's wife at gmail.com has to deal with. But yeah. like his phone's blowing up at two in the morning, West Coast time. And it's like pictures of feet. If you text me feet at 802-277-BECK, I will forward them to Aaron. That is a Beck to the better promise. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Guys, I'm I'm really torn on this. I lo- I loved all the instruments at first when I listened to this. I didn't really love it. It was kind of a little slow for me, but the more I listened to it, I really started enjoying it. And it, it feels to me like it depends on your mood. If you're in the mood to oh, listen yeah. to kind of some some I don't know if I wouldn't know if you call this melancholy or a little sadder. I don't know what how to describe it, but it's it's just a little bit slower than what I typically am looking for in like a, an album that I'm really going to get into. So I, I was really, really torn on this. I liked it, but for me, it had a little bit of that Radiohead feel where it was atmospheric music and a little bit sadder, and that's just really not what I'm going for. I thought it was amazing, but it's not really my deal. So I'm going to just say a slight rolling groan, but I thought it thought it was very fun to listen to. Respect. Unfortunately, you're all incorrect. This is a rolling <laughs> relation. Ship. <laughs> relation? Relationship. Oh, I just talked over my punchline. It's so rude. Uh, it, it turns out this album, the number one thing I could think of is how jealous I was with how many people Frank Ocean dated. He dated so many people to make this album. Like who? Hey, I, well, I, he has like 20 songs on this about breakups. If I took all the people I dated, I could make an eight track at best. That would be, and it would probably be more like a single. It would be like that one person who made me wear the vest and then. <laughs> you drove them really yeah, fast. fast. Hey, we have to get sticker tongue out. We already talked about that. Next up, oh, no. that's such a weird thing. Next up, I, I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud. <laughs> you stuck your tongue out. What was I that? I don't part? want to talk about it anymore. It's weird. You do. You do. I, you need to talk about I, it. It's a weird kissing thing I did. Where I, told, I said, hey, stick your tongue out, and then I would suck on it. And I thought that oh, was like, no, oh, God, you haven't told this before, have you? It's you weird. have a burning desire to she talk about this. It's come up right so many times. If my daughter came home and said, hey, this is something my boyfriend said, I'd be like, hey, guess what? Get the fuck out of there. That guy is psycho. Please. Let's get our baby and get out of here. This is why people should listen to the end. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. It's, I, I don't know why I did it. I am of, of like all the things. It's that and it's the driving home fast thing where I said, if I'm so upset, I would drive home fast. I... I, I have so few regrets in my life. Those are two of the big ones, though, of just how bad I was. But that's, that's what I tell my kids. you got to date as many people as you possibly can because guess what? You cannot marry the person whose tongue you suck on. Otherwise, you're sucking on that tongue the rest of your life. Like on an, anniversary nights, she's like, okay, here we go. I'm going to stick on my tongue and you suck on it. And you're like, oh, yeah. Something special for daddy. You can't have that. That relationship has to be in the past. You have to see that person on Facebook oh, no. and be like, wow, they actually look like they're doing really well. And I'm happy for them because I bet every time they see me on Facebook, they're like, Jesus Christ, there's that guy who made me stick my tongue out and then sucked on it. Props to her for doing well and recovering. I know. What is my problem? What happened to her as a youth? What was I? (laughs) Is this because I watch so much MTV The Grind? Do you think that's what it is? I watch a lot of MTV The Grind. I watch it all the time. Was that with Eric B? 
For uh, Eric, not Eric B. What was his name? No. Eric from the real world. Any males on there? Did I have he? no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Heather B. Her name Mary was Heather B. Married for you to Daisy Fuentes. Ooh, that's oh, right. Daisy Fuentes. Next up. Now, Aaron, I know your kid <sighs> is into using love blasters now. He's got the, he's making yeah. the Legos. But guess what? I got him a new Lego kit I think he's going to like. Oh, it's, a, it's a pair of sex pistols. Next up, oh. it's never mind the bollocks. It's the oh. sex pistols on Beck. Did it better? I love it. Well, oh, so good. What are those, Dad? Sex pistols. <laughs> they're just, they're just sex pistols. Don't, don't sweat me about it, Dad. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I think it's the only album we're going to do where it's the only album of the band. It's interesting. Beck did it better. Aaron, I know I always get a little bit hostile when you don't work during the day, but the fact that you didn't work today and you spent your time ghostwriting Rob's comedy bit about how you like to suck on tongues <laughs> was fantastic. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Rob, I got to know, about- though, seriously, if Rob told us that one is the one he's embarrassed What's about, that- <laughs> what is the one you won't tell us about? What is the one that people got to stay on for the end to hear about? If you told us that one. <laughs> Maybe her, maybe she had brushed her teeth and her tongue tasted like a junior mint. No, no, like a no, Bjork no. Like a Bjork patty. Maybe that was it. Shit, Bjork from patty. Couldn't even pull the right candy for the joke. A Bjork from a patty? Bjork. I am just like spun. <laughs> Bjork from a patty. I love you. A Bjork from a patty. <laughs> it's so great. All right. Near me scream.